bringing Seattle to the world and the world to Seattle. I'm your host, Lori Ness, a soldier on the front line of the mainstream. You can listen to this and other shows at northwestprime.com and be sure to stay with Seattle Wave Radio 24-7-365 for more great music and interviews. We're starting a movement of kindness and we want you to join us. Let's get this show started. Well, happy Monday, everybody. And if you're anything like me, you grew up listening and watching comedy. I spent hours listening to records of Steve Martin, George Carlin, Bill Cosby, Richard Pryor, and anything really I could get my hands on. Spent my whole teenage life kind of locked in my room listening to, to comedians make life kind of seemed like it was in order. And today, I'm really thrilled to welcome comedian Michael Evans, who hails from right here in our neck of the woods in the Pacific Northwest, and we're going to talk comedy. So thanks, Michael, for coming on. Thanks for having me. How's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. I think a lot of people wouldn't associate maybe the rainy, dreary Pacific Northwest with comedy. So how does that work out for a comedian in the Pacific Northwest? Yeah, Seattle seems to be a stronghold lately for a lot of really uh, quality comedians coming up, and it's produced a lot of good ones before. And, um, I mean, I suppose that's uh, – you're right. It's a way to cope with some of the weather and the dreariness. And uh, and I don't know. It, it's uh, – yeah, it tend, tends to produce a lot of good comedians, something about the weather. Maybe it's the sadness. You could be right. Where do people go in Seattle to to see comedy, to to, to see a comedy show? Uh, well, Seattle has a lot of uh, – Seattle and the surrounding area has a ton of um, a really strong source of independent comedy going on, places like Jai Tai, places like the Blue Moon. Um, of course, the club scene, like the Comedy Underground, or uh, surrounding areas like Tacoma Comedy Club, uh, Laugh, uh, Kirkland Laugh Spot as well. So, I mean, seven nights a week at the Comedy Underground is, is probably the most active club in Seattle, and um, – and you can see, you could walk in there any night of the week and see comedy. And uh, any other places, there's millions, just a ton of open mics and a ton of just showcase opportunities throughout Seattle for uh, for any amateurs looking to get started or whatever it is, or all the way up to the professional level. There's plenty of work to be had. Well, that's really good to hear because I'm I'm wondering, do people have to go to L.A. or New York kind of make it in in comedy, or can you make it? in the Pacific Northwest, or eventually do you have to go to one of those places? Um, I mean, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's kind of all up to the comedian. I mean, depending on what your ceiling is or what you're hoping to do with, uh, with comedy. I, 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 I guess speaking for myself at some point, um, I think that LA or New York, at some point you would want to make the leap if you want to go to the next level. You can, you can become a, uh, financially you can make yourself a good, a good live. You could you could make a living at comedy, never leaving Seattle. Uh, but really? but as far as um, yeah, I mean, there's professional work. Uh, there there are professional comedians that have spent an entire career staying in the Northwest, and they're able to travel from here, and they're able to uh, to do what Seattle has to offer, and just stay on the road as well, headlining clubs across the country or doing whatever they do. Um, but at some point, I think to to actually go next level and go national exposure, I think it's important to uh, to look into at least to consider L.A. or New York as kind of the majors, you know. Do different regions find different things funny, or is funny just funny no matter where you're at? Um, to me, as far as the traveling that I've done within the country, um, 
I mean, uh, I guess an example. I've I've been on uh, I've been on stages in front of New York City audiences, and they they uh, there doesn't tend to be a huge wavering in what's and what's funny. There tends to be different levels of sensitivity in certain areas. I suppose I've found that, but uh, I mean, obviously, talking to someone who's been at it 20 years or so, and they've they've traveled the country, they they would probably have a a better understanding of that. But to me, I think that funny is pretty universal, and I, I find that you know. If, uh, if you're if you're a, a character that, that people can relate to on stage, if, if your personality appeals to them and, and what you're saying is just genuinely funny, uh, the people are going to take to it regardless of where they're at. Well, this being an election year, I would think that you have plenty of material just in the poll arena alone. That's you, you've got to just be salivating when it's when it's an election year. <laughs> it's um, I can see why that a lot of people feel that way and. Uh, What's um, something that not everybody considers, I suppose, is that uh, there are a lot of comedians and that everybody is thinking the same way. So while, while you're totally correct that there's a lot to talk about lately, um, it's, uh, we're also very aware that everybody might show up talking about that. And you don't want to just be the next guy doing Trump jokes, you know. <laughs> Although that's, that's very deep well right there. <laughs> it's, it's uh yeah it's it's difficult to stay away from not everybody does stay away from it if you've got if you've got a fresh take and you've got something funny to say you should always say it but um but yeah i think that uh it's it going topical is something that can almost be dangerous with how many comedians are especially with with uh, such a smart group of comedians in the seattle area especially um everybody's got something intricate to say uh politically you know so it's um sometimes it's a tougher that's a tough tough waters to wade into harder than you think well, how hard is it to be courageous? Because writing your material, there's there's got to be some times where you're thinking, er, you know, am I crossing the line there? Or or is that when you know that you're really in the right place when you kind of make yourself cringe? Um, because really the best comedians are, are the people who really have the courage to say what everybody else is thinking, but absolutely we're, we're too scared to go there. Exactly. Yeah, it, it, I think that it all comes uh... – from it all has to do with where it comes from and people can feel where it's coming from. If you're just being malicious for the sake of being malicious or for shock value. I, when I started off, when I first started getting on stage, I, I, I really wanted to stick to my guns of that, that any humor, regardless of how offensive that, that, that that's okay to do. And that it's, if it's funny, it's funny. And that I can't worry about people being offended, but at some point you have to, uh, you have to, you have to be relatable and you have to, you have to be a person that people aren't just sickened by, you know? So I, I think that uh, anything can be funny if you say it the right way. And if people can feel, even if something is touchy or edgy or if it's sort of offensive, if people can feel that it's coming from a place of, uh, of decent intentions, if you're not just being, you know, you're not just victimizing a certain group or you're not just, uh, just being malicious for the sake of shock. I think you can say just about anything with the right words. I don't think there, to me, there are not a lot of limitations. Mm -hmm. I, I talked about some of the um, comedians that I grew up with, Steve Martin, George Carlin, Bill Cosby, although, you know, he's kind of his own joke right now, uh, Richard Pryor. And, but um, you're younger than I am. What, what kind of role models did you have coming up? My um, big, uh, I'd say the, the um, kind of the top of the world, the, the biggest, the biggest names as far as um, right now. And, and as I grew up and in high school and stuff was, uh, 
was uh, Louis C.K., who is, of course, still mm-hmm. huge. He's, he's terrific. Uh, Bill Burr is a huge, huge – I'm a big fan of Bill Burr. Uh, I mean, uh, Dane Cook was a, was on top of the world for a while uh, coming up. I mean, those are kind of the – I mean, those three names are pretty big. Hannibal Burris is a big one right now. I'm a big fan of Hannibal. Um, I guess uh, I guess Louis and Bill Burr would kind of be like the Cosby, Carlin – uh, prior, kind of, they're kind of at that level right now. They're, they're, you know, they're selling out Madison Square Garden. So I guess those are kind of the, those are kind of the names for my era. Were you the class clown, or were? How did you decide to become a comedian as, as, as a profession? Because that's a, a leap from just being someone who's funny, and your friends say that you're funny. Because you know, everybody kind of thinks they're a comedian, but to be able to make a living like you're doing, that's when you really get the seal of approval. I mean, when you're a professional and you're working in your clubs every night, what made you actually take that first risk? And, and what was that first time in front of an audience like? Um, well, uh, it's weird because, uh, yeah, I guess everybody sort of feels like they've got, everybody sort of enjoys their own sense of humor, of course, but, um, I always thought that it seemed wrong. I suppose when I was young, it didn't seem right to to uh, to think you were funny. Like it, I would never meet somebody and say and describe. You know, I described myself. I wouldn't say, "Well, I'm a really funny guy." Uh, it seems like a guy that would say that. I never thought it sounded like a very funny guy. I, so I, I guess I sort of may have been the class clown, but I never walked around considering myself the funny dude. And I never thought that. Uh, I thought that writing stand-up sounded like something that um, that wasn't really within my abilities. And. Uh, Basically, in college, through three years of college, um, like if within the, within the, uh, oh, sorry, and then, uh, send a voicemail, sorry. Um, through the first few years of college, um, I had a lot of, a lot of friends and a lot of people around me, uh, were like, you should really try and get into comedy. And I had some friends that would go downtown Spokane to see this show every Friday night. And like a, a stand-up show, an amateur show in the back room of a Chinese restaurant. And, uh, it's like, you could do what they're doing, you know, and he, he pestered me for years one guy did to that for like uh two years straight like you should really try stand up i said no way and really i uh i decided to just sign up for the open mic he talked me into it it was really something i did to kind of shut him up i was like all right if you quit bugging me about it i'll give it one try and um it never really went poorly enough to stop doing it and uh and i i really love i love doing it so um, i'm glad it's something i was pushed into but i i never really uh before i uh, just kind of walked around thinking uh, that I'm funny enough to do stand-up, but I'm, I'm glad that somebody showed me that. That actually sounds like a sitcom that somebody should write a Chinese restaurant slash comedy. <laughs> I mean, there's so many different avenues that someone could go on yeah. with that. Yeah, and, the, um, and you know, you'd be surprised, actually, oriental restaurants that have a backroom bar. Uh, you tend to, that a lot of those tend to have an amateur stand-up show, and that uh, can always be an interesting crowd, and uh, my first time on stage was an absolute, uh, was a nightmare internally. I guess it didn't go poorly enough for me to, it didn't damage my ego so bad that I couldn't come back and try again, but uh, but the first day that I was going to go on stage, it was a pretty, I was I was definitely nervous. I'm not I wasn't someone who, who thought they had a ton of public speaking ability, so I was glad that I was able to get through it. Now, and now I'm comfortable. So, but but that first time was was pretty scary. We see a lot of camaraderie, kind of with with musicians. I've talked to a lot of musicians, especially in the Seattle area, and and there's kind of this network where they're all you know competitive but still helping each other. Is it like that in comedy as well? 
Um, it's uh, my first, my initial thought when I when you when you started speaking was uh, that it almost it that it doesn't feel that it feels the opposite in some ways, but it, it can be split. The comedy community, especially in Seattle, can uh, there's a lot of really great people, a lot of really helpful folks, and that like uh, you know I moved I moved here from Spokane just six months ago, so. Um, obviously there's a, there's some really great people who are willing to, who are willing to give opportunities and help and pluck you into the scene here. But, um, comedy does tend to be, uh, I can be sort of a, uh, sort of a malicious world of, uh, you know, there's some jealousy and there's some, uh, it's not, I don't, I wouldn't say the camaraderie is on the level of musicians. I certainly wouldn't say that, mm-hmm. but, uh, <laughs> but there's not, it's not a worse, it's not a, a worse group of people. It's just, uh, I don't know. They're te- yeah, it's, it's competitive for sure. There's a lot of uh, people don't like people don't like people that do well all the time, or if they thought it was their turn and somebody's having success. Uh, it's uh, I wouldn't say the camaraderie is the same as music. Mm-hmm. So you definitely need a sense of humor. Oh, absolutely. And you got you know thick skin too. It's like you got to be uh, you got to be empathetic if if there's somebody that doesn't. You know, there's going to be comics that don't like you, and that's you know that's okay. And you just, I, I, you just try to keep the happy face on. Treat it. Don't be fake with anybody, but just respect everyone and uh, and just understand that that uh, we're all pretty lucky to be doing what we're doing for work. And uh, that you know, it's more important that we just kind of help each other. Really, there's no point in in not trying to grow the comedy scene, you know. Right. Yeah. But especially because. Um there's so many people coming to Seattle all the time and it's, it's one of like the top 10 places now to visit is Seattle. And when people are coming in, that's what they're looking for. They're looking for music. They're looking for shows. They're looking for comedy that, you know, they're, they're looking for that. And as Seattle continues to grow, and we've, we've talked about this with music, um, musicians, Seattle is such a, a broad place, you know, it's kind of all spread out. There isn't like a, like a music row in, in Nashville or something like that. Right. Everything's kind of really spread out. And so people actually have to seek you out and find you. So um, but there's so many people coming, and they're looking for that type of thing. And I've always said a rising tide raises all boats, but, you know, if one comedian is doing good or one club is doing good, then that would encourage somebody else to maybe start having more comedy in their clubs and, I just believe that there's so many people coming that that's that's really what they're looking for. You can only look at the Space Needle for so long, and exactly. then you have yeah. to have something else to do when when you get here. And once you once you've uh, once you've seen the Pike Market, you know you might want to find a show. There's only so much you can do. You're right, and that yeah, you definitely notice waves. If it, like when the club is doing well, if there's a couple of good weekends in a row where the shows are sold out, you'll notice momentum start to build, and that it's like. Um, especially lately, I think we're on a really good run these last few months in Seattle. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it is an interesting, how do people find this stuff? And people seem to seek out shows and, uh, and there's, there's, there's good enough coverage on the internet and there's good enough exposure for everything that people are doing in Seattle that if you, if you just do even the slightest of research, if say you were visiting, you just did the slightest of research of Seattle comedy, you would find that just a million links would pop up. Uh, there's an option. There's many options every night for to go out and see live comedy, and it's uh, of course I'm grateful that a lot of people seem to be doing that lately. That's it, uh, it's hard to find a really empty bad show in Seattle now. Well, and it's it's fun. It's fun to go out as a group. It's fun to go out on as a date. It's, it's there's just something about going to a live show that 
just makes lasting memories. I, I can really almost remember every single live comedy show, every music show I've ever seen. But it's hard to remember every movie I've ever seen or every DVD or right. something like that. But there's something about live shows that just they just it just gets into your the, the pores of your being. Oh, there's, there's certainly something so much more personal about going to a comedy show than a, than a movie, you know. And it's uh, like I said, I'm I'm grateful that people enjoy that so much, and that they're not, you know. Some people have I've heard of fear of going to a comedy show of of, of being uh, made fun of, or just I'm glad that uh, that there don't seem to be any hangups, at least lately. Comedy's kind of at a good place, you know. Absolutely. And we have your links up, michaelevanscomedy.com, and that way people can keep up with you to see where you're going to be, where you're going to be performing, um, and they can, if, if you're going to be coming to an area near them, and kind of keep up with your career and where you're going to be playing, especially if you're coming to Seattle. This is a really great link to stay up with Michael and find out where comedy is going to be and where, in particular, he's going to be. And you're also yeah, exactly. on Facebook, right, Michael, and and Twitter and all, all those kind of things. Yep, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of it, and of course the website. And uh, I'm constantly updating, but uh, there there within the next few days there'll be a big update to get all the next few months shows on the board. Um, I've got a lot of things booked out, and I'm just waiting for uh, complete itineraries on all the shows. And all the dates will be up in the next few days. But for now, there's some stuff you could go up and check out on MikeLevinsComedy.com. Uh, something that's not up there that was just um, just notified about or just remembered anyways that uh sunday we've got um daryl lennox in town he's, he's been a national headliner for for decades uh he's, he's in town from new, he's out of new york city uh at the comedy underground sunday night eight o'clock for fifteen dollars it's a humane society benefit all proceeds go to seattle humane society uh daryl lennox myself uh harlem blue chris moran emmett montgomery drew barth uh courtney shane williams a lot of great names huge names on the show and uh, all the pro- all the proceeds go to a great cause, and it's going to be an awesome show. So Sunday night, Comedy Underground at 8 o'clock. All right. That sounds great. And what better to do in Seattle, and especially right now we're in the rainy time. The cruise ships haven't come in yet, so it's all locals usually right now. But the cruise ships come in in, in uh, April, so that's just the FYI. Get here before the cruise ships, or you got to wait until September, and then um, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it's kind of crazy when the cruise ships come in, but I've also said that we need to get information out to the people coming on those cruise ships because I have been down at the market when those cruise ships let off. Oh my gosh, it goes from like maybe 500 people in the market to literally like 30,000 people like in 10 minutes. You just see it's, it's 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 like this crazy. You, you could do a whole comedy thing. You just see them coming over the ridge, just like masses of people, and they're all like waving dollar bills, and they just can't wait to spend their money. So. <laughs> It's easy to feel when the waves come in, and you're right. It's uh, it's it's nice that even with uh, with just now, how it's it's mainly locals for this time of year. Uh, the shows are still filling out, and it's it's really great. I mean, what better to do? Uh, during, you know, it's rainy and it's dark early. Uh, you might as well go sit go sit and grab a drink and be somewhere warm and uh, where everybody's enjoying themselves. Yeah. Absolutely. And I'll tell you, I, I get the best advice one time from a musician years ago. He said, if you want to go where the good music is follow where the musicians are going and who they're listening to get out to those shows. And I'm sure it's the same with comedians. Um, 
follow the comedians, see where they're playing, see where they're going, see where they're suggesting that you go. And that's always, it has never, ever disappointed me. I've just had a fantastic show every time. When you know where the professionals are going, follow them, and it'll, it'll never, ever, in my, in my experience, lead you the wrong way. Exactly. You're, you couldn't be more correct. The comedians just obviously want to be around good comedy, and comedians want to work with great comedy. You know, so it, it's, uh, it, yeah, if you, if you uh, rather than just if you were to look at, you know, like tourism or news outlets, uh, yeah, if you're, if you're following specifically certain comedians and you can kind of learn to learn their scene and where they want to be and where they gravitate to, those are going to be the quality shows. Comedians, uh, comedians want to be around quality comedy. Absolutely, absolutely. MichaelEvans.com is, or MichaelEvansComedy.com, excuse me on that, MichaelEvansComedy.com. Stay up with Michael. We're going to follow you. We're going to get out to a show. We're going to support you. And I, I am just sure that uh, we're going to see big things out of you. I really appreciate you coming on, Michael. Hey, thank you so much, and I appreciate you having me. No problem. I, I learned a lot. Yeah, hey, well, uh, like you said, you make sure and get everybody get out to a show soon. And, um, and yeah, make sure and find me. It would be great to meet you. All right, sounds good. Have a great day. Thanks for coming on. You too. Thanks. Bye. No, no problem. That was Michael Evans, a comedian from our neck of the woods right here in the Pacific Northwest. We want to make sure that we support our own. Uh, we support the arts, obviously, in general. But in the Pacific Northwest, we get this kind of humor. We get this kind of uh, comedy. We know the type of artistry that's being born and bred and raised right here in our neck of the woods, and, and we need to support them on, on their way up. And it doesn't cost a lot of money. There's great shows out there. There's fantastic talent. And MichaelEvansComedy.com. Stay up with him and get out. Take your wife out. Take your husband out. Take your sister out. Take your friends out and have a fantastic night just laughing it up downtown Seattle anytime michaelevanscomedy.com we're going to play right now Andrew Landers not in my backyard speaking of Andrew Landers he won the Seattle Wave Radio 2015 Jam and Challenge at the Hard Rock downtown Seattle just a few months ago and this is his song not in my backyard Andrew hails from Olympia we'll be right back People dying everywhere, no one seems to care We walk right by, the sense of dies And denial like nothing's there Life's full of me, myself and I Would only take our hands off and covered eyes Our, our hearts are stone, might start to cry It's not in my backyard Thoughts just look away You can't let down your guard You better play and stay might fall into someone else's bad day. Sorry, I can't stay. It's not in my backyard. No, 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 no. Just got the news she was only too a precious life. Won't get kissed tonight. I guess you win some, some you lose. Smiles dramatically pauses a while and moves on to the next story just for you. Tell me again, what would Jesus do? In fact, what would you do? It's not in my backyard, so I just look away. 
Backyard 